0: in the house today, don't we? Let's give Brother Stafford a good bend welcome to this pulpit this morning.
1: Bless you, brother. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, the rest of you. Look at somebody and tell them it would seem good to the Holy Ghost for you to worship. You to just go ahead and let God have His way. We often make the statement and comment, well, the Lord had His way in that service. But when's the last time you've really been in a service when God really had His way? If you can explain everything that happens during an apostolic setting, you can be sure that it has been somewhat less than apostolic. Or God having His complete way. Because the Bible says His ways are past finding out. I pray that there will be some spiritual dynamics and phenomenons to occur in this service today that when I walk out of here, I just walk out shaking my head saying, don't even ask me. All I'll have to say, it had to be God. Don't have the vocabulary, the superlatives to adequately explain or describe what just took place. All I know, it had to be the Lord. During the altar service today, and we've already heard preaching, doubleheader already. That's all right. You'd have to be behind this pulpit to understand those moments of divine inspiration that gets on a preacher. And uh, it's very important that they be instant, in season, and speak what thus saith the word of the Lord. And I know we've prayed, but the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 4, there was a group that were assembled together again. Two chapters later, they were initially gathered in an upper room. But two chapters later, severe persecution has hit the early church. A group of apostolics assemble together and start praying for boldness. So there's nothing wrong with you asking the Lord again to making your petition known again, to boldly approach the throne of grace again with hope and help that God is an on-time God. So I want us to lift our hands one more time, and I want you to ever be mindful and sensitive of the Holy Ghost that is moving in this house. I felt a very strong impression of the Holy Ghost during the altar service That the groundwork has already been laid for your miracle. That yes, indeed, there are miracles in the making in this service today. Hallelujah. I'm excited about what God is doing, what He's about to do, what He will continue to do. I came to preach today, but I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost right now and I may get to preach. I felt an impression of the Holy Ghost moments earlier that God says this service is not only designated for you to bring your need to the Lord. The Lord said, ask the people, are they ready for me to meet the need that they have brought to me? Now, I know you're ready for preaching, but I'm at a seasoned church, and you know how to go with the flow when God changes directions. And I've been over here between and betwixt, and I've been fighting against flesh and reasoning and rationale and, you know, the status quo and the norm. Just read the text, preach. But the Lord says, I'd like for you to just bypass that and invite my people to a spiritual place where needs can be met. How many times have we walked out of services, even great services, and we still carry a heavy load? And there are needs that are pressing and paramount that have not been met. I'm just here to do the work of an evangelist. You hear great preaching all the time. And if God will help me, I'll try to preach fair to Midland before I leave. But I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost today. Because I am convinced that somebody's need is about to be met. I can't tell you who that's going to be. I just know that he'll leave the 99. He'll walk away from the majority that have a mindset that, hey, this is the way it ought to be. This, this, and this. After all, there's 99 of us and there's just one little need over here. But that little need represented something of value and worth to Jesus. Jesus. I'm not super spiritual, but there are times when God begins to reveal to me what shall be. And there's a representation of someone in this service today that this service is going to become a a change in your life. Here's the word, game changer. Life changer. Because of the God changer. And this service today, somebody is standing at a place of peril and problem and you're about to be overwhelmed by situations that you no longer feel like you're capable of taking care of. Lift your hands one more time in this house. You have voice even during the wee hours of the morning, God, I don't know how much more I'm going to be able to take. I'm at a breaking point. Hey, it's easier for me to preach my message than it is for me to do what I'm doing. Because you see, there's some resistance coming from this place. Not so much humanistic spirits, but spirits of resistance that don't want you to tap into this. That would say, oh, the preacher's missing it today. Oh, no. Can I tell somebody he is the peace speaker? There is a raging tempest, a storm of epic proportion that's raging in your life. But God said it's time for this service to represent the breaking point. You came one way, but you're getting ready to leave another. This service is going. To be the service that pushes you over the top into a season of joy and victory. A peace of mind. It's amazing to me. And you were talking about there's nobody like Jesus. There's no church like First Jesus Name Church. Amen. I'm here to brag on you. I travel the length and breadth of this country. This is a great church. And I would be probably a little more hesitant, but but I obey God wherever I go. I'm not tooting my horn. And I I realize it's a lot easier to preach this when when everybody's running and shouting because it kind of puts us on the spot. I wonder who he's talking to. I, I know this one. I know that one. We don't have a clue sometimes, but God does. And He knows your thoughts. He knows the storm that you're in today. And if one person can benefit from this service and me obeying the Holy Ghost, because God says, this is the day that I have made for somebody's captivity to be turned. Would you lay hands on somebody close by? I'm not afraid that this service is going to crash and burn. We've got spiritual people in this house that have already tapped into what I'm talking about. You felt it around this altar service as we were praying. Some did not, on their own volition, come up here. Some chose to remain between the chairs, the pews, the seats. Hmm. You're at a place called Wits Inn. Mentally, emotionally, you're fragile. You're just about to come apart. You're about to break up into little bitty pieces of despair, destruction. (laughs) See, evangelists don't just come to preach sermons and that's a part of it, but they come to be an instrument. They come to be a voice. They come to be a tool in God's hand to minister to the need at hand. And I've come to tell somebody, God knows where you are. He can see in the dark, He has x ray vision. Hmm. It's not enough to bring our need to the Lord. God said, Now that you brought your need to me, I'm going to meet that need. That's the key words. How many believe God's about to meet some needs? He's about to solve some problems. He's about to touch your mind. He's about to heal your emotions. I hear people saying, oh, I'm just emotional. I just get so dramatic. That may be in your DNA. But I'm talking about somebody in a severe situation that emotionally the enemy has come against you and he's using your emotions against you. And he wants you to feel like that you're in a sinking situation and there is no chance for a change. Hmm. I'm going to put us on the spot. Jesus did. He said, now that you've come to me, what is it that you want me to do? It's easy for everybody to come, but we don't want anybody to know that we're struggling. And most of the time, they already know. Maybe not to the degree, to the extent, but they know something is off. Something has gone awry. Something is not just right. But God says, and see here, see He works today like He did then. He performed all kind of miracles. Before fault finders, the critics, the skeptics, those who were nonchalant, those who were non-caring, the less sympathetic. He worked all kinds of miracles with a variety of people, a mixed multitude. And nobody had to jump on his bandwagon for him to heal. Nobody had to say, I'm behind you, Lord. Go ahead and open his eyes. But in the midst of all kinds of situations and skepticism and doubt and fear and unbelief, Jesus would cast out devils. He would heal the sick. He said, go in peace. Your daughter has been made whole. And she was made whole that very hour. So in this setting today, God said, I'm about to fix somebody. I'm about to touch somebody. I'm going to start inwardly. And they're going to feel a peace and a contentment, and a strength that they have not felt in a long time. Amen? I wonder, is there somebody, this little presentation today has your name written all over it, and you're not embarrassed, you're not ashamed to say, Preacher, I believe it. I'm going to step up to the plate. I'm going to let God and everybody else know that this is the day that God has ordained. That I come out of the shadows, that I come out of the darkness, that I come out of depression, that I come out of that destruction, that I come out of that weariness, that season of sickness. I still believe God can heal all manner of diseases. In the name of Jesus, fire of the Holy Ghost. I was awakened at 3 o'clock in the morning, God talking to me. I like to sleep at 3 a.m. He quickened a scripture to me early this morning when David was brought in and anointed king. Samuel took that horn of oil and anointed him. And the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And the Spirit of the Lord is about to set on somebody afresh and anew. The power of God is about to be released into somebody's situation. Now I know some may need to sit down. That's fine. You do whatever you feel comfortable doing. Won't it? Won't offend me whatsoever. But I'm telling you, God's looking for the sincere, the conscientious, the serious. Amen. That says, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm vulnerable. I'm fragile. I'm in a place in my life that if God doesn't step in and help me, I don't really know what the outcome will be. I've come to tell you God is going to give you an expected end. Because God looks at your situation that may be less than desirable present tense. But he sees tomorrow. He sees next week. He sees next month. And you're not going to resemble the person you are today then. Because he's about to release to you healing bomb. He's about to give you a good report. He's about to give you a new lease on life. You're going to go from this place today in the power of God. Because the Spirit of the Lord is coming upon you afresh and anew. If you believe that and some have gathered in, receive it right now. In Jesus' name. The enemy has come against your mind, all type of thoughts. God I don't know what else to do don't know how much more I'm going to be able to take when someone's in the family that's sick battling a health crisis it affects everyone but God said I'm the peace speaker and I'm about to release to you peace that surpasses all understanding I'm going to build you up and not let you be torn down Is there anybody that needs peace? Are you tired of the anxiety? Are you tired of the trouble? Are you tired of chaos? Pandemonium? Drama? If you've got some drama going on in your family that is just extreme, well, I don't know if anybody's going to step out now having said that because... Well, there's just some of you that don't care because you understand you're at a place that it doesn't really matter about public opinion anymore. You can get to a place in trouble that if people want to talk, let them talk. They got their issues too. But somebody in here has said, I'm going to believe that God is releasing peace in the midst of my drama. I wish you'd just walk a time or two around this place. And while you are walking, it's being released. I'm not off in left field. I haven't lost my mind. This is a sovereign work of the Holy Ghost that God said, I will work if someone will just allow me. I will show them my power. I will reveal to them my might. I will do what the specialist says cannot be done. I'll do what the psychologist said cannot happen. I'll do what modern medicine cannot do. The groundwork has already been in play for your miracle. There's a miracle in the making. He spoke it to me in this altar service, praying. The groundwork has already been laid. Preparation has already, the work has already been put in. It is now time for a miracle. In Jesus' name. Peace. I give thee. Not as the world giveth, give I unto thee. Say what you will about the disciples. They knew who to wake up. They knew where to go. And when he's awakened and disturbed out of his sleep, he rebukes the disciples and says, O ye of unbelief, O ye of little faith. But to their credit, they knew who to take the problem to. Carest not that we perish? Well, since you put it like that, peace be still. One moment, there's a raging tempest, a storm, a cyclone, if you will. But when he speaks, it turned, and there was a calm. I'm telling some people, this got way too much drama and chaos in your family. I'm talking to apostolics now. Hello. We wear our church face. We come with our game face on, but it ain't that way at home sometimes. It's everything but nice and cool and debonair and easy and civil. Hello? But I'm telling somebody that has prayed even this week God, I'm sick and tired of the fessing, the fighting, the chaos, the confusion, the division. Do you want me to preach? You do like my sermon. Here's God's message. It's time to draw a line in the sand and say going forward from this day there's going to be peace in my home. There's going to be respect. I'm going to respect my husband. I'm going to respect my wife. I'm going to respect my coworkers. I'm going to respect. No more fussing and fighting and feuding and chaos. Some of you are doing this but you think I've missed it. Oh, not us. We run the aisles last night. We talked in tongues three or four years ago. Hello? They asked me to sing a song ten years ago. I was in the prayer room. Well, I don't remember when, but at some time I know I was there. He couldn't be talking to me. Hello? I'm talking about flesh, carnality that every one of us have to deal with. But God says, I want to remind you of the scripture, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's greater than what's coming against you. It's greater than your heart. It's greater than your flesh. It's greater than your carnality. Amen? I wish somebody believes that from this date going forward, there's going to be a peace in my home like I've never experienced before. Hello? Well, you almost convinced me. It's not about convincing me. It's about convincing God. Hello? Now, I'm picking on you. I know you're good people and you've got good home lives, but, but, but there are times, hello, there are moments. And I didn't make this up. God's given me the readout. But he says not just collectively and as a corporate body he said but i have come to minister to some personal needs among a few isolated situations that most people in this house has very little knowledge of and they're at a place in their mind and emotion and spirit that this time next year they won't be here in uh in six months, you'll look around and they're missing. Mm. Lord says, "Get real! Come on, preach." In one month, you will no longer be here. I'm not talking about dead. I'm talking about walking away. Because somewhere, somewhere, somebody else is saying, "Come this way." It's a little bit easier. Now, I, now, Lord, have mercy on me. I ain't not been in here. February the sixth will be a year since I was here on on a Sunday night. That's the only time I was here last year. Somebody said, "Why not another year? Wait another year?" Because I'm telling you right now, there's the pull, all around us, everywhere. There's always somewhere where they're not as fanatic, fanatical, dogmatic, and believe it this way and this way and this way. It's a little bit easier not as many, you know, restrictions and burdens and I'm preaching to people that love truth. You love holiness, separation from the world. But somebody in this house there are many voices in the world that Paul talked about and they, you've been picking up on some of those voices. And I got sense enough to know that everybody that started this church still not coming to this church. There's been people that have walked away, people that have went in other directions, people that still call themselves Christian and live like the world and look like the world. And if you don't think that the enemy can come into your situation and deceive you and pull you aside, you better think again. And that's what the Holy Ghost is trying to take care of today. Some uh, middle-aged, some young adult, 20s and 30s, hello? But I'm telling you, I take authority over the spirit of deception. I take authority over false doctrine. I take authority over those deceptive winds that are blowing in somebody's direction. Somebody's about to fall in love with truth all over again. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I wish somebody... Hey. If you can leave this place and go to running uh, when a word is spoken or a song is sung, uh, I wish somebody right where they stand would begin to worship, celebrate, leap for joy, dance in the Spirit, run the aisles, make a declaration in this house. uh, I'll stand for Jesus. If I'm the only one in my family, I'm not going to change my mind about doctrine. I'm not going to change my mind about the message. You're in a house where miracles happen. This is the place where miracles take place. We always look for the outward, the creative miracles, but somebody is receiving a miracle within because you're getting a brand new grip on God. Amen. You're you're settling some things in your mind. You, You are becoming fully persuaded that this is the way the truth, and the life. Amen. And there is no other way. See, flesh wants to be petted and pampered. Flesh is looking for an easier way. Amen. If it's possible, I had rather believe too much than not enough. I'd rather get to heaven and decide, well, you could have lived 30 yards this side of the line and still been all right. I'd rather get to heaven and find that out than to find out that I live too close to the world. Amen. Praise God. Well, I'll try to do better tonight. And I was tempted to go ahead and preach. But the Holy Ghost is ministering to somebody. We think sometimes we know it all. We, well, I didn't see any really radical thing going on in the service You don't know what somebody has just settled in their mind and in their spirit. Amen? I make a lot of decisions, and I'm not screaming and jumping and running. I I just decide this is the way it's going to be. And that's it, and it's not open for discussion. That's right. It's a heart issue. It's a heart matter. Can you say amen? But God says the table is already spread. And the platform for your miracle is in place. And he said, the work has been put in. And there is a miracle. I, I was praying about a situation in my, in my family. And uh, I was going down the road and all of a sudden it just exploded out of me. And I began to sing, there's a miracle in the making. And God woke me up the other night and I was singing, there's a miracle in the making. When you look at that situation through natural eyes, it looks like that that could not be the case. If anything gets worse. But I choose to tap into that moment and that spirit of inspiration and revelation that is advertising and speaking to me. In spite of what I see and hear and feel, I know. God is sending a message to this preacher, to this guy, that I have a miracle in the making. Can you say amen? Somebody wrote a song. Even when you don't see it, he's working. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. My God, he's doing it. How many choose to believe that when you can't see it, when you don't feel it, when you're not hearing it, but something in your spirit says it is a done deal? God is not a man that he should lie. He is the healer. Amen. Lift your hands one more time and give him praise. Mm. Radical changes. It's going to happen. Amen? We think sometime we got it all pegged and figured out. I was in a service one time, and I noticed there was a couple on the back, man and his wife. They got into the service. They worshiped. They looked like model Christians, had no way of knowing. When that service was over with, we go out to eat. The pastor gets a call. That man and his wife go home. They get in an argument. He takes a revolver and shoots her point blank and murders his wife. Jumps in his vehicle and takes off. Nobody could have ever predicted that. I know there were some underlying situations that had been building, no doubt, for a long time. But you see, nobody knew. And you don't know. I know that's extreme, but you don't know what people are going to do when they walk away. When they leave this service, I'm telling you, God said, I have come to put my angels around my people. I have come to, to put a hedge around. I have come to cover my people from the atrocities and the evil. Did not David say, no evil thing will come nigh my dwelling? All right, we need to pray.
0: We're going to stand here for Matt and Jen and that family, Okay. Let me, let me say a couple of things before we do this. Two things the Holy Ghost just kind of dropped in my spirit. The first one, just before Brother Sanford made the mention about David and the anointing of David. Hey, the Holy Ghost dropped my spirit and said, if some of them would take a hold of the beard of that enemy and pull him. He had to do the lion and the bear that way. He had to get a hold of that beard and pull them. There's some battles and spiritual battles that are going on. It's, it lies within you. The second one was a man when he made mention about greater is he that's in us than he that's, than the spirit that's in the world. The key to that is make sure you keep the spirit of the world in the world and not in you. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. That's what the blood of Christ is all about. Is to keep those spirits and voices and powers and influences out of our lives. As, even on a personal basis. That those spirits and voices won't dominate and rob and, 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 and lead us down the wrong pathways. God's true. His word's true. His power's true. He's in the delivering and saving business, folks. I'm telling you, God's setting the stage. I'm telling you again, God's setting the stage in this community for some notable miracles to take place that are turn this community upside down. We'll need that field, amen, to build the building, amen, to put a new church, not just schools, but you'll need it to bring up parking lots and things of that nature. That's what this is all about. But you know what? It's up to you and I what we got to do with these pastors because we can either bless it or we Can stop it. Ain't can stop all of Israel. Don't think you can when you're sitting, you can stop it all. It doesn't matter who prophesies it or who says what about it. You and I as an individual can stop it, stop it all. But if we'll humble ourselves and yield ourselves, nobody can stop God. But it's watch this. Philistines, the Amalekites, the Jebusites, none of them could ever stop God. Not even when he took the ark into their possession. No. <laughs> but you could even you could bring the ark into Israel's possession and God still could perform the miracles. Right. We're the church. We're the Israel. <laughs> it hinges The powers. what? Where two or three agree on earth is touching anything. There's something has got to happen on the earth before the heavens can be released. But when the earth gets together... He, we preached the other night together. Together, folks, it's going to happen. We're going to believe in God, so we're going to stand in for this family, and y'all going to pray for. Oh, let's give God the glory in this house this morning. Let's give Him the thanks in this house today. It's not just out of emotion. We're going to stand on the Word of God. God, I don't have to feel not one thing. I don't have to have my hair blowed back. I don't have to have a hurricane in my life. I'm just going to believe on the word of God. I don't have to feel nothing. Hallelujah. I'm just going to hold on to the word of God. To give us whatever we desire. When our desires are pleasing in your sight. We're giving you glory and praise and honor. We believe in this will be one of many families. That you want to redeem and reconcile in this community. We believe this will be one of many. Amen. That you want to mend back together. We believe in God. Because the power is left up in you. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Glory be to the living God today. We serve a mighty God, we serve a good God. and He's very mindful of us. He knows exactly where we're at. He knows the battles we're in. Amen. And He got it right today. None of us are exempt. It's God's goodness and mercy and grace that works on our behalf and helps us. I want to be involved. I want to be busy about the Father's business. Do the work of the Lord and be committed to the call of God and the service of Jesus. And it doesn't matter who they are and where they come from. We want to bless see them blessed and delivered made whole families being strong. That's what made this nation what it is today. Why do you think this, the families of this nation is being attacked? They knew good and well they could never do it through the churches. Amen. Through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They could never win it as long as we held to those things. But if we can get the families. Amen. If we can start tearing apart the families. Amen. And get it where you don't even know what a family is. And what, what a family looks like. You really don't. I'm telling you, you're shocked today. Amen. Hey, I won't forget when the Longs was coming. And they had six children. Almost everybody was shocked. How many of you ask me is all them theirs? Because of society in the world that we're living in today. Amen. We think, you know, there's so many divorces and so many different things that's going on and stepsons and all this other stuff. And I understand all of that, but that's where we're at. But you know what? That's what's happened. Amen. The enemies attack the families because really, if he can rob the families, amen, he can affect the church. But if the families just stay strong, but the only way a family can stay strong is come to church and faithful to God and faithful to the church and faithful to the house of God. I'm telling you, these grounds right here is the most important grounds in your life. It's more important than your own house. It's more important, amen, than anything you you own and anything you possess. Hey, What's happened here is more than important than any other place. Right. This is what's going to keep us. This is what's going to get us out on the other side having a strong church is believing in one another, lifting up one another, encouraging one another. Amen. It's time to pull together. It's time to take our talents and skills and ability and bring them here and working for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's all about Jesus anyway. I am what I am by the grace of God. I wouldn't be here this morning. I'd be wrapped up and messed up probably in a grave. At 63 years, I'd done be gone. But God's been good to me and God's protected us. He's done the same thing for each one of us. What a good God we serve today. He's going to see us through. We love you this morning and appreciate you so much, your faithfulness, your commitment and amen, the hard work and labor's being put into to this and I'm, look, I'm seeing it grow. Amen, I'm seeing some things unfold and take place. We want to do this God's way. Hallelujah, we want to do it God's way. Amen. Because we want God's word to get into the hearts of the souls and the minds. I, I, there's a stirring among us. Amen. I got two families, amen, interested in Bible studies. Why? They want to get the word of God in their hearts. They want to get the word of God in their minds. They want a true understanding of what the Bible says. Too many voices out there, too many opinions. We just want the word of God. Let the word of God be truth and everything else a lie. Let God be truth and every man a liar. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you and I, this is what we got to do this morning. We've got a purpose in our hearts like the Hebrews, and like Daniel. I'm going purpose in my heart. Amen. Some things in my heart. I may be in Babylon. I may be in the world. Hallelujah. But you know what? I ain't got to live like the world and act like the world. I can do what God wants me to do and join and bind together my brothers and sisters alike, precious faith, and see the miraculous hand of God work among us, doing great, marvelous things among us and through us. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. I'm just going to let you be dismissed in the fear of the Lord. 530 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. Love and appreciate you. Pray for some. Some's not here. They're sick. Amen. So let's lift them up. Keep them up in prayer that maybe they can make it tonight. Don't know. We'll just see. God love you. Appreciate you this morning. God bless you.